Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. And the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. A loaded show for you guys today. We will talk about the Rams and Cardinals. Uh, COVID is popping up again in all sports. And plus, we have a Super Bowl scheduled for 2024. And then we'll get into a little NFL draft talk with the the order starting to kind of take place. They're starting to figure out where some of these teams are going to be drafting and who they might be drafting. And then... A new segment today. Uh, I've got a little bit of a confession that I want to make, just something I need to get off my chest. We're going to call this Tell the Truth. You have to tell the truth on it. And I would also like to open up this segment, maybe even to some listener questions. Yeah. Going a little little ballsy here. You ask a question, <laughs> like have, have to tell the truth. Like have a listener tell the truth? No, like they ask us something. We have to tell the truth. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh-huh. It's... It's a risk. It's a it risk is. I'm willing to take, though. I'm I'm right there. I'm ready to risk it for the biscuit. Yeah. I'm willing so, to do that. Uh, like I said yesterday, we are trying some new segments here at Miked Up. So this one will be called uh, Tell the Truth, where we're going to get into con- some confessions and what's going on in our lives. And I, I think the first step in being a better person is admitting that there's a problem. But we'll get to that at the end of today's show. We should start with sports because that's our, our bread and butter. We get a, a little random sports. You almost just make me want to jump into that segment right now. It's like, forget <laughs> everything else. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nope. You got to stick around for the end. Last night, we had the Rams and Cardinals game, which I knew was going to be very exciting coming into the day. But I, it lived up to the hype. A lot of times it doesn't. But even in this one, I, I felt like it lived up to the hype. I also don't have to apologize to anyone today. I love it. I said I would believe in the Cardinals if they beat the Rams. They did not beat the Rams. So uh, live to fight another day. Cardinals like, ooh, I'm so sorry. I mean, hey, look at us because we talked about it yesterday. It was like, you know, everyone's waiting on the Cardinals to kind of just have that moment of inconsistency because we haven't seen it yet this year where Kyler doesn't look like he has the rest of the season. We know he's been battling some injuries, missed a little bit of time, but we're waiting for that game where he just doesn't look good and he throws at least two or three interceptions and they lose. That is exactly the storyline of what happened last night in that football game. Yeah. And Matthew Stafford and the Rams, that offense looks good. Van Jefferson, getting to see him at the Senior Bowl, that was cool. Now we're seeing him tear it up in the NFL. He's looked good since Robert Woods has been injured and no longer in the offense. I wanted to find the, the correct and nice way to say that instead of having been like removed from the offense. But Van Jefferson has filled that role nicely, and Odell looks like he's fitting in uh, just as well. So that's something you love to see if you're a fan of the Rams. And then back to Arizona, though, like, this could quickly just fall apart for them. That's it like this last month of the season was like, hey, that's what I'm waiting you're for, just, honestly. You're way up. It's like the start of a roller coaster. We get all the way to the top. You're like, wow, that's a really cool view. And then you go, shit, this is just the start of the ride. I now have to fall and go through all these twists and turns. Yeah. That might very, be the Arizona Cardinals this last month of the season. Very specific there for you. And now I will say the rest of their schedule, this is not very tough. <laughs> uh, yeah. they, they should If they don't beat the Lions next week, like, come on, you've got some serious problems there. But then they get the Colts. That one might be tough, but they get it at home. They get the Cowboys in Dallas. That could be another loss for them before they end the year with Seattle. I can't imagine Seattle is beating them. Yeah, I just wonder if maybe Arizona has clinched a playoff spot or if they're fighting for a position in the division. Yeah, and I like know, depending uh, on how the Rams, you know, rest of their season goes. Just yeah, looking at these standings now and what's going to happen in the NFC, I don't know that anybody's going to be resting their players. I, this could be a real situation where I think everyone is playing their starters, AFC side included, mm-hmm. all season. I don't know that anybody is going to clinch this thing until like week eighteen this year. Which is crazy to say, but I mean, you have the Tampa Bay Bucks right there; they're ten and three. You have the Green Bay Packers; they're ten, 10 and three. Arizona Cardinals are ten and three, and the Rams are right behind them now at nine and four. So I think all four of those teams probably have something to play for, and only one team gets the bye week. Yeah, and like that's the crazy part about the NFL is that I think not maybe a lot of people aren't forgetting, but just kind of slip their mind is yeah, there's only one playoff; like there's only one team that gets a bye week. Mm-hmm. In each division. And the teams that have gotten the bye weeks, I believe, are the teams that have made the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay had it last year, correct? 
I can't no, remember. No, they did not. No, because they, they almost yeah. lost to Washington. Then, they, yep, that's right. They did not. But like in the AFC side, Kansas City definitely has the last two years, and they've gotten lucky getting that one seed to get the bye rolling into it. And so, like in the NFC, maybe it doesn't matter because there are so many teams in that division that are playoff worthy here that are playing in domes. So that home field advantage on the road in the cold necessarily doesn't play much of an effect as it does in some of these AFC teams specifically with like Kansas City or New England in mind because those are the teams where you do get to the later end of the season there where that home field advantage and that outside temperature does make a huge difference. Yeah, and we talked a little bit about that yesterday too with the Packers. And mm-hmm. good luck to all those other teams coming up to Green Bay to try to play. But they they got to do it first. Yeah, they, They've got to claim it first, and that's going to be very difficult. I thought last night in this game, I really thought that – both Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray both showed their youth and that they are not as experienced as what a lot of people think they are. I mean, Kyler Murray is still so young in the NFL. I know that there was talk of an MVP type stuff over the last two years, honestly. And mm-hmm. I was part of that uh, two years ago. And then this year starts out the season very good, is playing well, then gets hurt. But I think last night they really did show their inexperience. With Cliff Kingsbury, you're down by 10 points. You're within field goal range, and you go for it on fourth and one. Uh, we do have the benefit of hindsight, so maybe it was the right call. Maybe it wasn't, but they don't get it. And they were in a situation where they could have kicked a field goal, got the three points they needed, and then fought to get the ball back. They did get the ball back. So I thought that was probably on Kingsbury. Uh, who knows? It, it could have went differently. I mean, if he converts on that fourth down, we're probably not talking – yeah. But even with the fourth down call, you're, what is like fourth and one, maybe fourth and two. But you put the ball in the hands of James Conner, who had a good night last night. Like kind of, he had touchdowns last night. He had two touchdowns last night. He only averaged two yards a carry. Mm. Like he was not just carving up that Rams defense in on the ground. He just had two touchdowns. Yeah. So and that one of those on his hands and not Kyler Murray, who's very athletic. Like get him on a rollout or something like that. Yep. It just it didn't seem like a good call to me. I wonder if they went with it because earlier in the game, and I believe in the second half as well, that they had done you know a direct snap where it's him and Edmonds in the backfield, and he takes a snap and he acts like he's going to go right, and then he goes straight up the middle, gets hit backwards, and then sees the whole left side is just opened up like the Red Sea with Moses, and just strolls into the end zone with a, a Rams defender carrying him in there. And it's kind of one of those situations where I thought, or maybe Cliff Kingsbury thought as well, like, hey. Let's just see if we can get that rolling again. Well, this time Moses didn't open C. That's just a one-time situation. Going so biblical today. Look at me. <laughs> what did you do? Some reading last night or something? Chick-fil-A for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you feel bad about yourself? Could have been too much. You got these confession segment coming out. I was like, I got to get some stuff cleared. Got to talk to the big guy. Uh-huh. And then with Kyler Murray too. Like looking at the box score, he threw two interceptions last night. It honestly, it felt like he threw four of them. Though. <laughs> it really did. I was actually surprised to see. I again watching the game last night. I wasn't keeping up with box scores too much. I was just trying to monitor like my fantasy lineup. Well, I was. I also started to think too. Is like it, I, when I saw the stats this morning, it was only two. But like watching the game last night, like you mentioned, it felt like there was more. So I wonder if there was, and I got called back on penalties. Oh yeah, because that's, that's that they don't be like, hey, he actually threw five. Three of them got called back due to defensive penalties or whatever. Yeah, uh, but then late in the game. Uh, last possession of the game, really. Uh, Kyler Murray had some good plays. Uh, some got called back from penalties. But I did think that that last play, the end of the game, uh, they get up to the ball. And I I truly believe that everybody on the team thought he was going to spike the ball. Yeah. The offensive line was not even set. Uh, <laughs> A.J. Green ran up to the line, but like, he wasn't set either. It was just the, like, oh, I have to get on the line because we're spiking it. And yep. he's a veteran in the league. And there was like 10 seconds left. Yeah, so it's like spike it. Get your play called, which is probably going to be a Hail Mary. Yeah. But it just, it really felt like nobody knew what was going on. And half the offensive line wasn't even blocking. And then, of course, Aaron Donald is on the defensive line, comes through, gets his third sack of the night. And I thought he played really well when he needed to. Obviously, he had three sacks, so he played yeah. very well. But even in the running game, there were so many different plays where it's like, oh, man, they really plugged up the middle on that one. Oh, it was just Aaron Donald. Like somebody else made the tackle, but Aaron Donald was the one responsible for it. Yeah, and it's like we talk about Tom Brady all the time. Like, man, we're waiting for this guy to just stop being good. And I'm starting to feel the same way about Aaron Donald. I was like, dude, just chill for a second. Like, allow the offense to do something, or maybe just take a playoff or two. Like, just relax. And well, it's just Aaron Donald not that old either. The entire time, you love it if you're a Rams fan, but if you're an opposing team's fan, you're just like, my God, 
we got to worry about him. And like you said, he ends the game on a sack, straight ice in his veins. <laughs> Just wanted to do that. But he's thirty. Yeah. He's thirty, so he's been in the league for a little while. But I, I don't see him slowing down much. I mean, he's double digit sacks again this year. He's mm-hmm. got ten now. After a pretty crazy game. I do have one complaint about the game last night, and it's not even towards the teams that were playing. It's towards ESPN and the broadcast. The little dashes that they show underneath the score to resemble like teams having a timeout, don't have those dashes be filled in. Just allow them to be solid dashes, and when there's a timeout, you remove it completely. Because at the end of that game, I'm sitting there screaming at Kyler Murray, like, just call a timeout. Like, you guys have it. Call the timeout. And they're like, no, they're all out of timeouts. And I was like, son of a bitch, ESPN, just get rid just get rid of the dash because you got everything else gray, and then you got these gray dashes at the bottom, and they're filled in with yellow when they have a timeout, and then they're not. In the heat of the moment, I forget that, and I look like a moron screaming at the TV while someone else is like, yo, they're out of timeouts. I'm gonna let you go off. <clears throat> I've never had a problem with timeouts. Well, I also I am convinced you're a little bit colorblind. You're gonna sit here and tell me they're not gray? I don't know because I've never noticed and been like, wait a second, let me look at this. Yeah, I they don't, just I, have to like where the timeouts are, like directly right. underneath the team name and the score. Yeah, they come out as like they're yellow or white when they have an available timeout. Yeah, but when they're not, they just stay there. Right, like, they're no longer filled in. I just keep thinking. So you just want two little dots on there, not three. Yes, I don't, like because the dashes. I just you think if everything else in your color scheme or overlay here is gray. And then these gray dashes at the bottom, if they're not a time, get rid of them. There's no need to be there. I don't know, man. I, I just see two little yellow things, and I'm like, yeah, they got two timeouts left. <laughs> but then they just take the yellow things away. But the I know. I get it. You don't have to explain it to me. It's it. The worst pro- the part is, is it's happened multiple times. How about like a new, a new segment that we call My Dumb Brain, where they just confuse us. That, <laughs> that might be my confession today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell when there's fucking timeouts are not available. So I, weird. I do hate that the timeouts are small. It, it, sometimes they are hard to like figure out, depending on the broadcast that you're watching. Like, wait, where are the timeouts? Mm-hmm. And if they have used all the timeouts, then it is confusing. Well, that's me. the great part about ESPN is they let you know where the timeouts are. <laughs> just got to make sure it's filled in. You know, and maybe this is a me thing. And like you said, this is my truth, something I'm willing to see and fix and something to work on in the future because I see our guy Matt is roasting me on Twitter about it. Who, by the way, very colorblind. <laughs> yeah. What? That doesn't another, help my uh, argument, but tell the truth. Uh, he used to have to ask me when we were children if things matched for school. He didn't want to look like an idiot going to school. And I can remember vividly one day he came out of his room and he's like, "Hey, does this match?" He was wearing a green shirt, like just <laughs> true color green and orange shorts. You tell him yes. I'm like, yep. I think homie thought he had on khaki shorts. <laughs> they were orange <laughs> shorts. Oh, and my God. Go to school with that. Um, Coming out looking like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and another guy last night who I think needs credit because he's playing very, very well and has been all season long. And I tweeted it out again last night. And I don't care. I don't care what Tom Brady's doing or anyone else. Cooper Cup for MVP. Really? I, I'm so impressed with him every single week. Every time I watch him, a little bit biased because I do have him on my fantasy football team. But everybody knows who's getting the ball. And it's, he'll take little screen passes, and he'll take them for 12 yards. He'll run the deep route. He can do everything on the football field. And he's, yeah. just, he's not getting the credit <laughs> for it. And again, goes off, has another incredible night. For the Rams, he had 13 catches for 123 yards and a touchdown. And like I said, everybody knows who's getting the ball. Yeah. Odell Beckham is on that team, and he's an afterthought. Well, the thing is, too, is like when you look at Cooper Cup, like you said, the 13 receptions. But then when the defense does pay attention to him, it's like, well, son of a bitch, there goes Van Jefferson right over the top. That's a 60 yard touchdown. Yeah. Because Stafford is good enough, you know, to get the to get that shot down there. And like that's the difference with this whole Rams offense with. Cooper Cup expanding his role this year, even when Robert Woods was healthy and playing. But now it's like one of these situations, like you said, where everyone knows where the ball's going, but he still makes the right play. Do you think MVP voters might just be worried, or maybe just national media in itself, that they don't want to give Cooper Cup any more recognition in case it falls off? And it's like, well, MVP's actually going to go to a quarterback again. Why do we spend weeks talking about No, I just think that we talk 
a lot of shit on like the Heisman voters even. And they're like, oh, well, they probably didn't even watch this guy play. They're not going to give credit to defensive players. I think the NFL writers might be worse. Yeah. To where they look at a running back or a receiver right now, and they're just like, no, your position is not important enough. We're not going to consider you. And if that's the case, make a, an award for quarterbacks. Yeah. Call it the Tom Brady award, and it goes to the best quarterback every year. But the MVP, I think, should be a different category. It should be open to other positions. You know, even like rookie of the year. Uh, I've seen a lot of people talking about rookie of the year, and like, oh, it has to go to Mac Jones. And then I think it was Jim Nagy the other day was like, oh, now we have to figure out rookie of the year. Is it Mac Jones or is it Creed Humphreys? Because mm-hmm. Creed Humphreys is playing better football than anybody at his position. Dude is killing And he's a rookie. Yeah. So like he should be considered for rookie of the year. But he plays center. I don't think he's going to get any consideration for it. No. I mean, it was just going to be an afterthought. Like, okay, wow, the Chiefs got a good center in the second round. Good for them. And like, yeah. that's going to be it. And people are going to look at Mac Jones like, man, I can't believe he just fell this far in the first round. To the New England Patriots. Look at how well he's playing. The even if Mac from Jones weren't playing that well, but if he were like the quarterback that was playing the best, he would still win the award. 100%. Like if you take Mac Jones out of the equation, Trevor Lawrence probably wins rookie of the year. Who won it last year? Couldn't tell you. Was it Herbert? Probably. He played pretty well. Well, I didn't know if it would be him or like Justin Jefferson. Because Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah, Justin Jefferson. Well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was just like, did the receivers get overlooked in that role as well? Um, but, I mean, your point is exactly there, though, with the MVP, because I feel like a quarterback is always winning that. And then the offensive player of the year goes to, like, the best position player. Yeah. And so it's just like, what's the freaking point of this? It just pisses me off, though. <laughs> I hate it. Like, give some credit to these other guys. It, same with Hall of Fame voting. It really gets me because, like, oh, this guy can't be a Hall of Famer. What are you talking about? He's the best player at his position. I don't care if he plays kicker. I don't care if he plays punter. I don't care if he plays fullback. If you are the best player ever at your position, you've got to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're the best player of your generation at your position, you should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm looking at you, Michael Stott. He should be in there. The way he ran the football and gave popularity to the fullback position is not recognized enough. He was one of the first players that I knew in the NFL that wasn't a part of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Like, I mean, legit, it was just like, and I didn't know how to say his name. I was kind of scared to. Of course you didn't. I was like, yo, the big dude with, like, the neck, the big the old neck, neck roll, roll. The fullback, yeah. number four, like, just runs Bay the Buccaneers. football. Is like heck yeah, dude. I don't that know much awesome. about him, but what's his name? <laughs> all, I, I think I used to say all slot. I, <laughs> I would have predicted L. that for you. <laughs> yeah, actually, I love. Hey, him. I'll, I'll straight up admit this. You want another truth in the middle of the show? I am awful at pronouncing names. No, you. And this is the career path where you really <laughs> got to know how. to Wait, do what that. was your major in college? Uh, public relations. Oh, okay. The communications department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the, there was no enunciating class. <laughs> that that should be say part of the communication. Missouri State. Yeah, <laughs> they should have. No, it's some, I remember there were a couple times someone would tell me their name. I'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna be able to pronounce that. Let's work through it a couple of times." And they would be like, "Actually, thank you. I really appreciate that." And oh, so just being like, you. "Hey, like, hey, you," would be like, "I wanted to be able to call them by their name or address them that way." So they did appreciate it, but it's just you got to get over that initial like fear of, "Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I don't know how to say this." Uh, for those of our listeners that don't know, I was a teacher for five years. My very first year teaching, I was going through my class roster and asking kids like what their name was. And I did that you know, normal teacher things like, hey, if you are called by a different name, just let me know. If you go by your middle name or whatever, like I get it. Just let me know. I'm going through my roster and I get to this kid whose name was Zach. Z-A-C-H. Zach. And I said his name. I call on him. He's like, hey, here. My name is actually Zek. I said, what? Because it's spelled Zach. And he's like, I know, but my name is Zek. So for the whole year, I called him Zek. The whole year, like my entire class did. He comes up to me in the fourth quarter, I believe, and is like, hey, why have you called me Zek all year? My name's Zach. And the look I gave him is like, what the fuck, man? You told me to call you Zek the entire year, even though your name is Zach and it is spelled Zach. And now you're going to drop this shit on me? Like, I've been calling you the wrong name? Your classmates know you as the wrong name. You are forever Zach to them. <laughs> Good luck trying to convince them your name is Zach. I don't know why that was. So was he, like, joking then at the beginning of the year? Or did he I'll forget you, that looking he back, started the joke? Probably just dumb. Oh. Who knows? Hard Damn to it, Zach, Zach. Yeah, but I would, even if I saw him today and I still remember him, I would probably call him Zach. 
but whatever. Um, also, in a serious note, uh, COVID last night just apparently decided to hit in the NFL, and it's taken its toll in the NBA as well. 37 NFL players now have a t- uh, positive test in the NFL. Now, a lot of those players probably vaccinated, not going to miss a lot of games, but I do think that is something to monitor. You know, we have a lot of high-profile quarterback types that are not vaccinated. Yeah. And it's not, this isn't just Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of them. If you lose a quarterback now at this point in the season, and I do think there are two very specific teams, the Packers, I know their quarterback's not vaccinated. If you lose him, good luck for the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, you know, and you really, you can't afford to drop very many games. Lamar Jackson, another one with the Ravens, already battling an ankle injury. If he were to test positive, that would be, I mean, terrible for the Ravens. Yep. Also him, but I, I feel like he's young, healthy. He'll probably beat it. Uh, best of luck to him. But on the football side of it, you can't afford to lose a quarterback. I mean, it kind of goes to the point that we were talking about yesterday as well then with the Packers on, you know, allow Aaron Rodgers to go get that surgery on his toe and let Jordan Love fill in for a little bit. So, one, you get to see what you have for next year in terms of a quarterback if this is truly the last dance for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And if he does get COVID or, you know, test is positive again in some way, shape, or form, Aaron Rodgers here, you are at least a little bit more comfortable with Jordan Love in the playoff game. If he's gotten like maybe two or three regular season starts here with Aaron Rodgers, you know, having the toe surgery and coming back fully healthy with him. He had the one start against the Chiefs. I didn't think he looked terrible. No, but I mean, again, like we talked yesterday, like that offense and that game plan was set for Aaron Rodgers. Like they didn't, it didn't seem like, and I think, uh, Oh, what's why am I the Lafleur? Excuse me, had even admitted himself was yeah. This game plan was like for an Aaron Rodgers type game, not Jordan Love. And I remember us all talking about it, going, "Well, that's kind of stupid of you." Like Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not Jordan Love. How do you get that mixed up? So I think even like you just prepare for the worst situation if you're Green Bay, kind of deal with that now then and allow Rodgers to go get that surgery and see it again, what you have in Jordan Love for this year. So you're a little bit more comfortable in the playoffs if COVID does strike Aaron Rodgers where your team and for next season. Yeah. With Aaron Rodgers, I do wonder about how severe that injury is and how much of it is a, hey, like, let's remember I'm hurt. Like, this is my flu game. Look at me. Like, he's he's so invested in this last dance thing that it could just be like a sore pinky toe. And he's like, oh, it's terrible. I've never felt anything like this before. Look at me, please. It, that's just, that's how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. And then it's like 300 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. It's like, okay. There's no limp at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you have Josh Allen after the game coming out in a walking boot. And he's like, no, I'm good. It's not even a big deal. I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. But when you're like, oh, look at my toe on Pat McAfee's show. Get the fuck out of here. It looks man. like a normal toe. There's no bruising or nothing. And again, I, like, I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but I do recognize that he's very, very good at football. But yeah. this is just going to be my rant on like, shut up about your toe. It's the least important toe. Joe Burrow's pinky is more relevant than Aaron Rodgers' pinky toe. Wait, is his pinky toe that was hurt? Yeah, Rogers, it's a pinky toe, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong if you're in the chat. I don't know, but I've also heard, well, let's go there then, because we talked about it with the pinky last week. I'm like, if you need it or not to throw football, <clears throat> after some testing live on the show, we figured you, in fact, do not need your pinky to really throw the ball. But your pinky toe, I have heard, if you lose that or get cut off, you'll just fall over because you don't have any balance in terms of walking. I heard it was your pinky That's toe. That's incorrect. I feel like your big toe is so much more important. I literally know a guy who got his pinky toe cut off in a lawnmower, and he still played two years of high school football. What? Small town living. <laughs> Small town living. Maybe it was just Say one that year, sentence again. Exact same way. I know a guy who lost his pinky toe in a lawnmower, and he still played a year of high school football. He was just fine. Pinky toe, irrelevant. Least important of the toes. If I had to power rank them, I would just start at the literally the uh, big toe <laughs> and then go outside, inside out. That's how you have to protect inside out of the foot. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Let's uh, get to some of these great sponsors yeah, for us, too. Uh, Miners in Monroe protect your feet because they've got some great footwear in there as well. Use code MikeDup10 when you get there. You'll save yourself 10% off at Miners in Monroe. I shouldn't have to sell their product anymore because it's fantastic. All you have to do, go in there. I promise you will be satisfied. MinersinMonroe.com. Yeah, next up is going to be Gunspot. Be sure to visit them for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions. Great guns. 
auctioned off every single week. And the best part about their site is that there are no hidden fees at the end when you check out. There's no convenience fee. There's nothing silly like that. What the price listed is the price that you pay right there. You love to see it. Again, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Make sure you're positioned to protect you and your family when danger arises. And now back to some college football because we had some news last night. I, I guess it's news. It really, like, I don't think that it is at all. Uh, but Spencer Rattler, former quarterback at Oklahoma, has decided to transfer and announced last night he will be attending South Carolina, uh, where his coach, Shane Beamer, was at Oklahoma, helped recruit him, now is the head coach at South Carolina. So it wasn't a big surprise. I did have a very fantastic tweet. <laughs> please, the, please. The real USC is in California, and Lincoln Riley is not in South Carolina. I don't know <laughs> if he knows that or not. He's going to find out, though, but he did commit to South Carolina. I actually think the bigger news is the fact that he's bringing his tight end with him, who's mm-hmm. very good. Yeah. And now he has a big target to throw to in South Carolina. That's the bigger get. If I were a South Carolina Gamecocks fan, I would be more excited about Austin Stogner than I would Spencer Rattler. Yeah, you're more excited about the tight end than just the wonky albino quarterback. Yeah, right. I, I still can't stand it. You know, I was really surprised too, though, because uh, we were talking about it a little bit off air yesterday. I've been following high school and just college recruiting a lot more this cycle and like the early signing periods tomorrow. Yep. So I'm uh, pretty invested right now. And all the talk was that Spencer Rattler was going to UCLA. They had him as a 100%, and I say they, it's 24 7 sports. Uh, they had him as a 100% crystal ball lock to UCLA. So confident that they put the 100% up there and had the UCLA logo next to his name last week. I wonder if anything with Chip Kelly possibly going back to Oregon changed that for him. He didn't know. <laughs> they they hired another coach. Chip Kelly's still there. So I don't know. Now it is. It's very hard. Uh, to do that job i I mean trying to do nfl draft stuff and be like oh is this player going to be good is so difficult i can't imagine doing that at the high school level you know like even trying to watch any game tape at all it's like okay this running back looks good but the kid he just ran over is actually five foot three freshman so that's pretty irrelevant (laughs) but i mean it is very tough but all the talk was uh, to ucla and then i mean maybe it was and then he goes wait usc wants me yeah i'm going there <clears throat> and then finds out, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, we already made the graphic. Uh, I guess I'll go. <laughs> hey, that tweet, though, was absolutely He probably found out when night. he saw the graphic and was like, wait a second. That's that's not the Trojans. And like, oh, yeah. what USC did you think you were going to? <laughs> you thought you were good enough to get into the California? The University of Southern Connecticut? <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, bud. They're pretty sad at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, Jackson Bud, Lincoln called and he good. actually said, no, you're not invited to come. Uh, you're actually your friend, the reason he, can't he come left. <laughs> but that's, I mean, Spencer Rattler, I guess good for him. Uh, he goes to South Carolina, which is also kind of funny, though, because last year they were playing a grad assistant at quarterback. Like <laughs> yeah. They had no one else on roster. They're like, oh, shit, coach. <laughs> you got another year of eligibility. I almost forgot about up. that because I was sitting here thinking before you mentioned, I was like, who was our quarterback last year? Like, were they any good? And like, I knew they weren't anything productive or anything relevant in the SEC this past season, but it was still like, who was a quarterback? That's right. It was a freaking grad transfer. And then that was it. And so now you get Spencer Rattler. Hopefully it does work out for him, though, as much as I sit here and shit talk on him. I'm just not a fan of him whatsoever from – his days of high school being on that TV show, going to Oklahoma, getting benched in both, you know, Red River shootouts, and now going to South Carolina. Hope it goes well. That's about it, though. That's all I'm gonna say. I honestly, I don't really care. I know that you're doing like the nice guy thing, like oh, best wishes. I don't care. <laughs> if he didn't start a single game at South Carolina, I would laugh about it. If he didn't, like if he, if did, he did not. Didn't. Yeah, <laughs> if he gets benched, if they start chanting, like, we want coach instead of we want Caleb, uh, yeah, I would think that was absolutely hysterical. How do we get that started? Because <laughs> yeah. that would be hysterical. Right? Uh, yeah. So he's transferring to South Carolina. So is Austin Stogner. I thought that was a cool one. And I don't know if we mentioned or not, so many of the transfer portal guys that are actually in, the like Keaton Slovis is in, Bo Nix is in, um, I don't know what Bo Nix is thinking. I don't know where he's going to go. I had people asking me yesterday, like, what's next for these guys? Any chance that they could catch on at, like, Georgia or somewhere like that that might need a quarterback? No, I don't think so. I mean, I can tell you right now with Bo Nix, he just hurt his recruiting opportunity with that video. With the, Yeah, 
the reason like that to was do. tough. I couldn't watch all of it. Like well, I, I didn't either. I got about maybe 15 seconds through. It was like Mm-mm, done with it. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a no for me, dog. But I think with any of those guys, you're going to those lower tier power five schools, you know, like Vanderbilt or South Carolina, mm-hmm. Kentucky, SMU. you know, <laughs> yes. The places like that, or you can go to a group of five school that is maybe pretty good. Like even like Cincinnati, like, I think they have a recruit that's pretty good coming up. So I, even there, like, I don't think any of them are going to fit yeah. in. Iowa State, maybe. Is Brock leaving? So I've been sitting on this one for a while. I want Brock Purdy to come back. Really? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> Wait, why? Just because so oh, many yeah. people make that joke of like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy's still in school. We've been making that joke about Brock Pur- Purdy for two years. He could come back for another year. How old is he? This was his fourth year playing college football. But again, yeah, I mean, 2020 didn't count. Years, right? So he could come back for year six. Fuck it, do it, dude. You're not going to the pros, so <laughs> <laughs> it's something for you to consider. For sure. yeah. Your coach is still there? I don't know. Matt Campbell's still there. I don't know how much he's um, excited about that. You know, They played a, another recruit a little bit last year at times, so I, I think that maybe even old Matty Campbell's like, actually... I'm good here. Like Lincoln <laughs> Riley and Spencer Rattler. It's like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. They had their emotional goodbyes on the senior day. That's it. My camp ain't going to cry again. Get out of here. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. And uh, to pat myself on the back, because apparently that's what I'm doing all day today. I, I've been saying for a long time, the transfer portal is going to be crazy this year for college football. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, it's just getting started. Oh, yeah. I saw someone tweet yesterday, and I don't remember if it was from a verified account or someone who's just heavily invested in it. It was like the transfer portal is just messing up a lot of stuff in terms of high school recruiting because college coaches and the focus there is now on the transfer portal. Like you're looking at some of these high school kids like, hey, man, like we'd love to give you attention here, you know, like a second look. But if we can get this five-star guy that's, you know, not starting in Alabama here to come be our starting quarterback, we don't necessarily have to sit here and spend another year developing you. We could just keep rolling with this kid. Yeah, and I saw somebody else tweet about it too. Uh, I don't remember who, but they said, you know, recruiting in college football is so hard now because you have to recruit these high school kids to come join you. But then you also have to recruit the transfer portal and you also have to recruit your own players. So you're recruiting three different levels and, you know, recruit your own players to want to stay. Oh shoot. And so, I mean, you're just, you're constantly trying to butter these kids up and tell them how much you love them and all these promises and how great they're going to (laughs) be. I couldn't do it. (laughs) I don't know. So guys like Nick Saban, they do a very good job of all levels of recruiting. Obviously they're, the greatest team out there right now. But, you know, they get the high school players that they want. They did a very good job with the transfer portal and guys like Jameson Williams. Mm -hmm. And then also Nick Saban does a wonderful job of recruiting guys back to Alabama. They don't leave early. They come back. They don't really enter the transfer portal. So, I mean, that's three levels of recruiting that you just have to do now. And they do it very well. And another thing that's been popping up, that I wanted to talk about is the NCAA football game for, uh, I played it on PlayStation three mm-hmm. NCAA football. 14 is what it was called. There was a lot of talk over the weekend about, Oh my gosh, they're going to bring it back. And I think some, but somebody credible got a hold of it. And was like, this is, it's going to happen in 2023. I did see the other day that EA was like, we haven't established when that's going to happen yet. So like a lot of people got excited for like, oh my God, summer of 2023, that's like a year and a half away. And maybe that is when it comes out. But EA was like, yeah, actually, we're not sure yet. We haven't, we haven't talked about that because there's on. so much to figure out with name image likeness. Like, I think developing a game, pretty easy. Can do that in a year and a half. Figuring out who's going to be in that game, what teams, what conferences, and what players <laughs> might be a little bit more of a wait. I mean, with that and the NIL, I think the only player you'd really have to pay is going to be the one that's on the cover, right? Or the players that appear on the cover. Any player that appears in the game. Well, I'm thinking in terms of, like, actual money. Like, with players that are in the game, like, you just give them a copy of the game. Uh, but that's like, I don't know if you can afford like, to just... No, I'm not doing it for that money. I want more. This is my price. And then you just have to be like, oh, shit, they, they don't want in on that. But they also don't have a players union like the NFL or the yeah. NBA to just be like, hey, by the way, you're going to be in Madden. Maybe like here's a couple bucks for yeah. it. Or like this is just built into the players agreement that we do this. They get money for it. But I mean, with these college players, it's really going to be you could have guys like Quinn Ewers say, no, I'm not doing it for less than five thousand dollars. 
and you could have some other kid to be like, oh, holy shit, I get a copy of the game. I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Yeah. To, but to some players, it's just they're going to want their payday off of it. There's no shame. Yeah. I would be that kid that's like, yeah, give me a free copy. 100%. Use yeah, like uh, I'm about to go put uh, all my ratings through the roof. And I'm going to be the player that yeah. I'm not in real life. Or honestly, I'd be like, I need five copies. One this year, one this year, one this year. Like, you're setting me up for the next <laughs> five years, and I'm fine. <laughs> but then you can use my Set name yourself up when you're no longer playing. I get you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know these players be hitting up people for video games all the time. It's yeah. just now I've got EA sending me. I don't even need, like, multiple copies. That's my bottom dollar. <laughs> I need uh, one copy for the next five years, and I'm all set. Uh, no. I like to think I'm an easy person to please. You might be the easiest person to please in the entire world. Me? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. You give me that look. Oh, never mind. Take it back. I don't, maybe I'm just a good liar. Oh, shit. Okay. No, I am. I'm, I like the little things in life. Yeah. I guess I'm pretty easy to please. I don't know now. If you guys, I don't know if I'm easy to please or if I'm just hard to like upset. I set no standards of expectations for anything. So if you, if anyone does anything for me, it's like, Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to be like, Oh, you didn't throw me a birthday party. Boo-hoo, you didn't get, yeah. like, <laughs> you didn't even call. No, I don't care. <laughs> you don't have to do that for me. So when somebody does do something, it's like, oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for the handwritten note. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to use and get back. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> this, this is going to come in handy. Hilarious. In the future. Oh. For sure. Um, and another thing that I wanted to get to was NFL draft talk. And it is getting to be that time. It's crazy how fast 2021 is going by. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older or what, but this year has flown by. And this month, too. I can't believe we're already two weeks in. I mean, we were talking about this uh, yesterday. It was like it was like a couple weeks ago. You guys were in Montana, you know, hanging out in the mountains, having a grand old time, and I'm just sitting here chilling. I feel like that was last week. Bam. And then it's just like, bam, Christmas. Yeah. And I mean, New Year's coming up very soon yeah. as well. Thankfully, I finished my Christmas shopping yesterday. Ooh. And uh, another Tell the Truth Tuesday. Do not let me buy anything else for those little shitheads for Christmas. <laughs> They're having one hell of a Christmas this year. <laughs> All right. I even went to Walmart. It's like I have control over what you buy. Yeah, you don't because I go after work. But even yesterday, I went after work and it's like, oh, I need to pick up some uh, stocking stuff for things. Uh-huh. I got way more than that. Really? Yeah, yeah I did. I did. It's stupid. But, I mean, that's got to be so cool as a parent. Be like, oh, heck yeah. Kids are going to love Christmas this year. And I have two really good kids, so I, yeah. I know they're going to be appreciative of the things they're getting. So that's cool, too. But at the same time, it's like, stop buying presents. <laughs> Don't let me buy those two little shits. And <laughs> spoiler alert for the non-believers and the believers out there of the big guy. I don't want to say too much. My, my children actually listen to this podcast sometimes. Oh, God. <laughs> I get a little upset about sometimes who gets credit for the present. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not bringing good presents this year. Dad's taking credit for the good stuff. My mom handled that really well growing up, especially when, like, me and my younger sister kind of got stuff figured out and was understanding of us. Like, hey, these Christmas are from, like, or these these presents are from mom and dad, Mm -hmm. from us. These presents are from Santa. Yeah. Santa brings one every year. Exactly. So it was like. Santa brought us a bike every single year. And there was one year I was like, hey, I'm tired of Santa giving me a bike. My last one's fine. I, don't I sat on his lap anymore. and told him I wanted a skateboard. And yeah. he brought a bike again. Yeah. And they're like, you're not getting a skateboard. You're going to hurt yourself. Sure enough, they were right. I should have just stayed on the bike. But then I got ramped off of it. It's whatever. Yeah. Dad's bringing the good stuff this year. But I can't buy anymore. There was one year I was buying Christmas presents. And I had like hid them in my house like I do in the attic mm-hmm. it's a hiding spot if my kids are listening they can't climb up there uh but then i would wrap them all so i wrapped all the presents put them under the tree and was like oh shit like that's that's not very much like that's not impressive at all they had like four gifts each and i'm like oh i should probably go buy more stuff yeah. so i did I, I went out and i bought more stuff and it was it's just super simple when they were young like that just go buy a bunch of toys and i take my cart out to my car I popped a trunk and I found the other half of the presents. 
just sitting back there hidden. I'm like, oh shit, they're getting a really good Christmas again. <laughs> he forgot. So I doubled up on presents. Yeah, it's like, oh man, you only have four. So like, I go into the store, I buy like eight more a piece. Then I come out to my car, pop the trunk, and it's like, there's 20 presents. <laughs> Take an hour for them to unwrap all those. Games. Yeah, it was just stupid. And then I'm like, so much wrapping paper. Yeah, I got to do a better job at that. But anyway, the NFL draft giving presents yeah. to people as well is coming up this year's going by fast it's exciting for me i love watching the standings and uh, the draft picks and how they change i know it was a couple weeks ago it was like jets jets giants giants eagles eagles that blew up it's Mm -hmm. nowhere even near that anymore but it's also exciting to look at some of these teams and think what they're going to do with them the detroit lions sit there right now they're number one overall i don't know that that's going to change and i've seen a lot of mock drafts i know todd mcshay put one out this morning too and it's not a quarterback, which I don't think is surprising anymore. But a lot of people are going to Aiden Hutchinson at number one overall. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's going to be the true knee biter that he wants. Does it, to me, it just it feels like that's the fit. Yeah. It, even if you argue like Thibodeau versus Hutchinson, who's better? Yeah, but I do think that with some of the comments Campbell made of like we're going to represent this city, like okay, well that's a Michigan guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to fit in with that like hard nosed mentality. Yep. And I do. I think that Aiden Hutchinson's going to be the first overall pick. And now, I mean, it's probably pretty close. It's not like, oh my God, I love this guy so much. He's, he's one of us. They're right there neck and neck. So I do think that he's going to be like, oh, this is a good personality fit for what we are trying to build. It's going to be a good building piece. Like it's a, a nice foundation piece that you add to that defense. And when you look at Aiden Hutchinson, it's kind of one of those deals where, you, I mean, you even hear him talk about like, the Heisman ceremony. You know, he brings up like, yeah, one of the goals this year was to beat Ohio State. C.J. Stroud is standing like two guys right to his right, and it's, hey, that's actually hilarious. Like, this dude's just not scared of anybody. Granted, he's 6'6", 280-some pounds. Yeah, there's no one for him really to be scared of ever. And when you – Detroit, and you look at that, it's like, for me, it just seems like that is a perfect fit for Matt Campbell and what they want there. And if Matt Campbell does have that mindset – Dan Campbell. Huh? I Dan. keep saying Matt, huh? Mm-hmm. Matt Campbell's at Iowa State. Yeah, we talked about him earlier. But with Dan Campbell, it's like, okay, Aiden Hutchinson is the defensive version of that. So if Dan. He's the damn mascot and the edge rusher for that team. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's going to do. And then number two overall, the Houston Texans. And uh, I saw people talk, or sorry, number two overall would be the Jaguars right yeah. now. Uh, that's an interesting pick because a lot of people do say consensus number two overall would be Thibodeau. Yep. I don't know that the Jaguars need him. I, I think that's when you start to look at the offensive tackle out of Alabama, Evan Neal. Yeah. Like, it, regardless of what happens there in Jacksonville, you've got it. Like, do Trevor Lawrence a solid and get him someone to protect him. And Evan Neal, I don't care if he plays left tackle, left guard, right tackle, wherever it is, he's going to be good. So, I, when I look at the Jaguars, I hope they get him. I hope for Trevor Lawrence that they get him. Too, because they they do need somebody to protect them. They have pretty good skill position players. Yeah, and like that's the thing is they they have the weapons that they need, but it's like Lavisca Chanel has forgotten how to catch this season, so that's been a problem for them as well. But first and foremost, like you said, you got to protect Trevor Lawrence. That's the future of your franchise. You got to take care of him. Yeah, and I do think that's Evan Neal. He's he's an offensive lineman that I really like. I won't put him up there with guys last year like Rashawn Slater and Penny Sewell, but I mean he's. A, He's near that category. I have no problem taking him number two overall. And then number three overall, the Houston Texans. I do think that's where you probably get Kayvon Thibodeau off the board as a pass rusher. And in this top five, the Jets pick next at four, and then the Giants at five. I don't think we'll see a quarterback taken in the top five. I hope It would honestly surprise me. But, I mean, when you look at the Giants, though, could they if they're sitting up there at five? See what happens with old Daniel Jones. I think they could, but even like if I were the Giants and I wanted a quarterback, if I found a guy that I liked, I would probably try to trade back a little bit and take one. Or maybe you just sit here and go, hey, we got picks five and six. Let's go trade for one. Yeah. Mm, is there one like, available? I'm, Russell Wilson. <laughs> like that's what I just keep sticking with, especially when you're Seattle and going, hey, we probably should have the seventh pick in this draft. Just yeah. Kidding. We now have five and six. Yeah. And forget about getting a quarterback still. Go get Teddy Bridgewater because he's probably not going to be with the Broncos next year. Allow him to be a bridge quarterback for you right there again. Could. And it's just like or now. Or Gino Smith a year. <laughs> I mean, maybe at the same point. Like, he didn't look that bad when he stepped in. And if you're the Giants and you got Russell Wilson, 
focus on your defense in the later rounds, but I don't feel like your offensive line has been – it hasn't been good. So I'm not even going to sit there and try to be optimistic about it. Like nothing about the Giants has been good at all. But you yeah. have at least some decent weapons. Yeah, Evan but I do think tied in Darius Tony, you know the rookie receiver, and then yeah. Slayton and them guys. Even with Russell Wilson, like a good quarterback can improve an offensive line, one hundred percent. Because guys like that, like the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady type, like I think the Buccaneers' offensive line is very good. Tom Brady is also very good of like, oh shit, they're blitzing. I got to get this ball out of here. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going, and he knows. Daniel Jones, not to that level. Yeah. And so that offensive line, I, I think it could look drastically different next year if you put a Russell Wilson in there, who's very good at getting the ball out of his hand. And they might be at a spot where they can win the division. But at the same time, anyone can win that division any given year because you never know who's going to be good or bad. Yeah, even when the Cowboys look good, it's like, oh, wait a second. Let's let this thing happen a full year before Washington's right behind them. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, Carolina, another team right there at number eight. I think that's a position where we could see the first quarterback go off the board. I keep seeing Kenny Pickett there for some reason. Every time yeah. I see Kenny Pickett, I immediately think of Carolina. And with Matt Rule? Yeah. And I, I don't know why. Like, I don't have any, like, jurisdiction or anything to back it up. Like, this is a good fit or not. It's just, like, Kenny Pickett and Carolina, some, for some reason, makes sense on my mind. I don't – I can't wait to see Kenny Pickett at the Senior Bowl. <laughs> there are guys that really like Kenny Pickett. And then I'm just sitting here, like, are we watching the same guy? <laughs> The dude's got two gloves. He's twenty. Like the How old is he? It was cool. It's whatever. He's twenty four years old. He's gonna be twenty four. He's older. Yeah, I mean Joe Burrow is the same age coming out. Right? And it's not like yeah, he's drastically older. It's not like he's some twenty eight year old man out there playing with eighteen year old kids. Yeah, but by the time his first contract ends, he's gonna be twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, but I, I and I do think it's a little bit of a difference maker. At any level of sport, like the more you play it, the more confident you get with it. One hundred percent. So I mean, him coming back for a fifth year of actually playing, like not even redshirting, played college football for five years because of COVID rules. I think it does. Like the game gets slower, and it's probably a little bit easier because you should be like a second year rookie, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your second year in the NFL or a rookie. And so we'll see what happens with him. Obviously, it is going to be very exciting to be at the Senior Bowl this year with Kenny Pickett there, and the Atlanta Falcons come in at number nine. What do they do this year? <laughs> is it, like I was calling for them to get rid of Matt Ryan last year and like blow it all up and draft a quarterback. Yeah. So again, the theme of the day, patting myself on the back, you should have done that. Even if you wanted Kyle Pitts, cool. You still <laughs> should have traded Matt Ryan and taken, you know, a Mac Jones, a Justin Fields. Who do you think like which quarterback would be a better fit for Atlanta moving on next year? Out of the, like I think Matt Ryan, like if they do move on from him. He, I mean, he's still good enough to go play quarterback for another team. So maybe that's oh, yeah. like where Seattle looks at that. Or like that could be, you know, you move on. The from Denver Russell. Broncos. Exactly. That would probably be great for them. Yeah, I know a lot of people obviously talking about Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. But I do think that Matt Ryan is a quarterback that could play pretty well over the next three years. He's probably got three years left in yeah. him. Don't ask him to be mobile. You no. can't now. No, not at all. So that might be good for the Broncos because their offensive line is at least decent and has experience playing together. Yeah, the Steelers are another team that's going to need a quarterback. I think I keep seeing Aaron Rodgers in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know that if... little smile connection thing between him and Mike Tomlin. I'm putting way too much stock in that. <laughs> I'm like putting all my eggs in that one right there. Like I'm all in. Like if you're sitting there giving each other those little like lovey dovey eyes across the uh-huh. field, I'm like, oh yeah, the, the fuck me eyes. Yeah, I'll see you next year. Yeah, but on the football field, we'll be in the same room next year. What's up? <laughs> yeah, but the NFL draft right around the corner, and we'll be diving into that. A lot more here on Mike'd Up too, and of course after Christmas we'll get into more basketball probably. Yeah, we'll see. What LeBron James, the oldest player to get a triple double, cool. Is he? I didn't yeah. even see that one. It's That's like, the way it should be. Yeah, I think he's thirty-seven and three hundred forty-six days old. Who had the record before him? Did you uh, see that? I didn't see that. It's just there's so much information on the graphic with LeBron James, like with all the hashtags of greatness. Year nineteen, year whatever year it is, like. So like, Jesus Christ, can we get it, LeBron? You're good. <laughs> you like, I love it. I praise you, but like, take it easy, man. I yeah, also saw kinda... yesterday, speaking of that, I saw like an up-close visual of LeBron, like all the pregame rituals that they do. So like Russell Wilson or Russell Westbrook, excuse me, runs up there, puts some like powder in his hands and like rubs them together, pats his jersey, and then like runs onto the court, like to the rim or to the basket, excuse me. And then LeBron James comes over, and uh, Dwight Howard's doing something stupid. I'm like, dude, just get out of the way. And then I realize he's now part of the ritual with LeBron James. And LeBron comes over, shakes a powder in his hands, looks into the crowd, let, just holds it for a second, and then throws it up. And I was just like, you know, 
the pictures look cool when you do this, but like seeing it in person, <laughs> when you're sitting in front row, it was just like that is so fucking dumb. Yeah, like, I've I actually <laughs> always thought that. So you just threw powder over all the like press people, yeah. or, like the guys just sitting on the table. It's like, oh, I guess. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the poster that's hanging on some kid's wall. Pretty cool. Yeah. That guy that's like running the scores box. No, he fucking hates it. <laughs> what was the wrestler that would put like water in their mouth and look up and spit in you? Was that Triple H or was it another one? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, players do that too in the NBA. And it's like, yeah. what? you just spit all over me, you fucking bastard. I'll wait till the next segment for my truth because that's one I need to add in here. Uh huh. So, let's get to our next segment, <laughs> but let's mention some of our great sponsors. First, um, Club 609, one of my favorite places in the entire world. If you're in the Joplin, Missouri area, definitely hit them up for their 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock happy hour with two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Yeah, next up is going to be downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin on 1st in Maine. Be sure to visit their website, Downtown Lube, for their full list of services. It's not a matter if, it's a matter of when you're going to need an oil change or your tires service. So make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. And now for our new segment called Tell the Truth, mm-hmm. where we are going to confess things about ourselves and even uh, open this up. We'll see how it goes to some of our listeners. Uh, if you want to slide in the DMs, they're always open. If you want to put it in the chat right here on the call-in app, you can also do that. Uh, but if you have questions that you want answered, we're going to tell the truth. Will I ignore some of those questions and be like, that's not happening? You bet you I will, but you can at least try to put it out there. But my first Tell the Truth Tuesday, I have to admit that I am very addicted to reality TV. <laughs> and for years, I watched The Real World. I don't know if you're familiar with that program. I'm not. Too, oh, God, you're too young for The Real World. <laughs> I loved it. What, what was it? Seven Strangers. <laughs> picked a living. A, that's the opening <laughs> Jersey Shore? Is that no, about? seven strangers pick to live in a house uh, to find out what happens when people stop being fake and start getting real. <laughs> That's so funny. That's like one of the funniest things I've ever said, and you don't even get it because <laughs> no. you don't watch that show. <laughs> is but, this like Jersey Shore or Big Brother? No, it was on MTV, and they just you sign up for the show, and then seven people live in a house together and like work together at a job, and. It, People hook up with each other. Drama happens. And it's just, it's a big shit show of reality TV. Well, Netflix came out with a new one and it's called 20 somethings. And so it's the real world again, but it's on Netflix and like they're cursing. There's cameras in the room. They're hooking up. I binge watched the shit out of it last night. I missed the first quarter of the football game because I was like, eh, one more episode. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, yeah, my job to cover football. And I'm like, eh, maybe just one more episode. And I did. And it's fantastic. I love it. There are more episodes coming out in like four days and I can't wait. So, I mean, <laughs> this freaking dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that is hilarious. You have to watch it. I, I, I got to get everybody on board. Now. They're not a paid sponsor. And I don't think Netflix is going to be cutting me any checks anytime soon. Unless, what's up? <laughs> but I, inbox is open. What's up? Uh, I'm, I'm in on it. I'm so addicted to this show already. So how many people are in the house? There's eight this year. Four guys, four girls. However, they did it a little different. On MTV back in the day, they all lived in the same house. Now it's four girls living in one house four guys living in one house, but they're like neighbors. It's like Airbnbs right next to each other in Austin, Texas. Okay. Which is another great. That's a good perk for it. Mm -hmm. So they go out and they party and like, yeah. And they actually, they work like real jobs and stuff. Yeah. On MTV, they used to like give them jobs. Like, Hey, by the way, this is where you're going to be working for the Netflix one. They're like going out and try to interview for actual jobs on their own. And even one of them's like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I can't find a job. And she goes and she tries to bartend. And they're like, have you ever bartended before? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's just been a long time. When clearly she's never bartended before. (laughs) She has no idea what she's doing. But I'm hooked, man. I was going to say, I could tell you're heavily invested in this because it makes my truth seem really lame. Where (laughs) My first one is, I am, in fact, 26 years old. A lot of people think I'm a 30 year older than that. No. I feel like a lot of people lately have been saying, oh, you just, you're so mature. You just don't seem like you're that young. And I was like, no, I get it. It's because I'm 26 and I'm bald. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. You think I'm older than that. I'm like, oh, I thought you were like 32. I'm like, no, 
26. That's why when we had your birthday, I don't know if I ever told you this, or maybe we had just gotten after it a little bit. So your birthday was like a week or two ago, something yeah. like that. And I wanted to buy you uh, balloons. And everybody kept saying that week. It's like, oh, how old are you? 31? So I went to the balloon store to buy you uh, balloons for your birthday. And I'm asking the lady, like I'm looking all over the store. I was like, hey, do you just have any balloons that say 31 for a birthday party? And she's like, the only ones we have are these. And they are huge balloons. They were about four feet tall. Each. Are they like the numbered ones? Yeah, the number balloon. So for 31. <laughs> I wish you would have done that. Oh, I looked up at it. $25 each. And I'm like, this is not a $50 Fuck joke. Fuck that. Nope, you're not spending yeah. $50 no. on balloons. So I look at the balloons for 31 and I'm like, ah, actually, why don't you just give me the one balloon that says happy 30th birthday? And she looked at me like, you just changed the age of the person you're throwing a party for. Because <laughs> we were talking about 31 and now you want 30. And she looked at me like I was the dumbest person in the world. But I didn't give her any clarification at all. She's like, yep, we're switching this up. Happy 30th birthday. But I'm you are, in fact, 26 years old. I am 26. But the, I have one, thank you for the birthday party. That was a real surprise. I didn't have any idea that was taking place. I was coming back from a wedding. Family was in town. It was awesome. Come in. Matt, like the first thing I hear is just some guy obnoxiously clapping and yelling across the bar. And I'm like, what is going on over there? And then I like squint and look. And I was like, that is Matt. What's going on? And then I walk over to the table. And you guys are handing me like, uh, what's it called? Like a stash or a, oh yeah. What is the thing that you, why put? am I drawing a blank on the thing that goes across your chest? Yeah. Sash. Was, yeah. Sash. I said yeah. stash. I must ask you a question. <laughs> Idiot. But like, so it was one of those like 30th birthday and then like a tiara and you guys like keep putting it on. Well, it has the spikes in it to where you can like slide in your hair and hold. Once again, I have no hair. So that is just digging into my scalp. Like just looking for hair hey there is none so that really hurt and then there's a 30 i got the small size (laughs) just yeah that hurt as well (laughs) like that did not help um (laughs) yeah that did not go well but it's just one of those situations where it was it was a good time it was a lot of fun so thank you for that but that is my first truth i am in fact 26 years old Uh, and i have uh two more that i'll get to i won't spend as much time as i did the 20 something netflix series uh i'm also getting really into the show 2020 which is stupid it is like that dateline just bullshit but they've had so many good like interviews and stories on there lately i watched one yesterday i swear to god i do have a job i work but i watched one (laughs) yesterday uh over the alec baldwin shooting on the movie set it was really interesting and i had no idea there were so many other deaths within hollywood like in movies what yeah it happens apparently all the time I knew of one in the uh, mid-90s because it was Bruce Lee's son was in a movie called The Crow. And it was like one of my favorite movies growing up. He's like a a gothy superhero. That sounds weird, but that's pretty much the movie. It's fantastic. But he died on set similarly. Um, It was supposed to be like a dummy round in the gun. And so they shot him and he died right there. Uh, how does this keep happening with the dummy gun? Like, exactly. how does it go from a dummy gun to a real gun? Yeah, you have to watch 2020 to figure it out. I can't. Thank God I'm paying for that Hulu, that package, that bundle that got me with the ESPN Plus, where I was like, I don't want to pay for Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Yeah. Well, I did. And now I'm fully taking <laughs> advantage fine. of the Hulu part that I've just left absent for years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm catching up, though. Yeah. 2020, check it out. I think I also have. Uh, a couple other people hooked on the 2020 stuff. It's it's really cool, but they're about an hour and a half each. You have to have a lot of time on your hands, like I do. <laughs> I'm gonna start firing them up right here in the office. <laughs> yeah, please, actually, that'd be really cool. Uh, my next truth is I am really bad, and it's something I want to get better at. So that's why I'm talking about it here. And then coming home and realizing. I don't know what to make with these groceries, so I just go out and eat. <laughs> so it's like, why go eat or go buy groceries if I'm just going to eventually go get my Jesus time at Chick-fil-A and eat dinner? There. Can I take this a step further? Yeah. Where are you buying your groceries? <laughs> uh, Walmart. Neighborhood nah, market. Tell the truth. <laughs> freaking dog. Tell the truth. There is a Dollar General <laughs> a block and a half away from my apartment complex. So there are times where I will just swing in there and grab the necessities 
from Dollar General. I just need the basic bread, chips, some chick- frozen chicken nuggets. I can picture Maybe I'll spoil your big ass walking buy some through ice Dollar cream General sandwiches. with a cart just <laughs> Not a little basket, up. man. I ain't taking the cart. Carts are too fucked up. I already tried I, I love this town. That's not a good Dollar General. It's not. So if I've you're had listening the, and the you're worst like, part oh, is nice or new. It's not. It's the original Dollar General. <laughs> and they've made zero upgrades to it. That zero. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I, every time I walk in there, I'm just like, I hope someone I know doesn't walk in here. And then I remember... No one I know is just going to voluntarily come to this dollar. They would not be in there. It's conveniently located. I drive past it to get to Casey's, yeah. which is not a good Casey's. I drive past the worst Dollar General to get to the worst Casey's in town. Because I'm like, I'm not going. Uh, and the, like, to add to the truth, there will be like homeless people that like see me walk in and I swear they think yeah, that's where they shop too. Yeah. Here's the problem. <laughs> they have nothing to shop with. So they're like, yo man, like you got a couple extra bucks to spare. I'm like, I'm going to be a good guy. Let's go in here. And then I'm like, just get what you need. And they get milk, bread. They just pretty much buy what I bought. And I'm just like. (laughs) No judgment. (laughs) Yeah, none at all. Because I'm also aware of like, I'm probably not even going to eat this shit. It's like, whatever. So then I spend like exactly what I just spent on myself in groceries for them in Dollar General. Now, I'm not spending $60 on groceries in Dollar General. I'll be honest about that. If I was spending that much on groceries in Dollar General. You need two carts. Yeah, I need multiple baskets. I can't do it by myself. <laughs> you had one more that uh, you started to get to about the Triple H. Yeah. So I spit. used to think that was super cool when I was a kid. Uh-huh. So I would do that in the shower with the water spit. I would fill my mouth, I'd let my mouth fill up with water, and that would be like, how and tall just, is your ceiling? You know what? As a kid, you, we call you big country. You are <laughs> yeah. tall. I was probably five, six in like fifth grade, just sitting there spitting water. But the, I got in big trouble for it because. Like growing up, we had a smaller house, so like I think we're getting ready for church one morning. I get up for some shower and whatnot, and then my mom comes in to get ready before my other siblings, and she's like, "Why the hell is there water everywhere?" And in my mind, I'm like, "It's supposed to mist. Like it, the water is supposed to just evaporate by the time it comes back down." False. I got my ass reamed. I can picture you doing it wrong, though, and just, like, spitting shower water. I mean, you had to have some experimental spits. Like, it wasn't – you weren't good at it from the start. Yeah. Mentioning that, too, my last one, um, I saw Dwayne Wade, who was LeBron's teammate, commenting there. I think it was, like, an Instagram post that said – this is, like, a quote – from Dwayne Wade that said, one of these days I'm going to lie to my kids and told, tell them that I played with this guy because he's still going to be playing. It's not a lie. <laughs> you did play with LeBron James. Yeah, like, I'm am kidding. I not getting the joke here? <laughs> like, what is the lie? The lie would be that you didn't play. You were his teammate even. <laughs> There's an iconic photo <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that like you can't have printed off unless you're going to pay like $1,000 royalties on it. Yeah, so I... Uh, I thought maybe I was just stupid, but I was looking at it. I was like, buddy, that's that's not a lie. Sometimes athletes, they're just not smart. They prove it this week, too. Bo Nix trying to read. <laughs> Dwayne Wade can't remember who his teammates are. Uh, uh, like t- multiple times, like in Cleveland and in Miami. Yeah, right? The, the Olympics, all-star <laughs> games. <Yeah. laughs> you might be his like most frequent teammate. <laughs> Like the most iconic one. Yeah. You might have more reps than anyone Wade. else as well. But that's it. That's tell the truth where we uh, we confess things and we tell the truth. And sometimes uh, maybe we have to call each other out and be like, that's not actually where you grocery shop because you go to Dollar General. But that's it for us today. We will be back tomorrow. And we're going to do Would You Rathers again on Wednesdays, trying out some new segments here. We hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, always slide in the DMs if you're interested. You can find us on Twitter at Mellow at underscore Big Country or right here in the call-in app. Uh, there is the ability to message as well. We'll be back tomorrow on the call-in app right here at 10 o'clock. But don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show as well. Go into Roper Kia, check out their inventory online. Tell them that Mike Tup sent you and they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer We'll be right